is up. Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast. This is a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And my name's Rick Beta. So and this is episode number 51. Yeah, last week we hit that milestone 5-0. So you can follow along on social media at Rick Beta on Twitter and Instagram anytime, any day. And also you can email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. So let's get to it. All right. So now, this first topic actually was inspired by the most recent news about a Major League Baseball team in the, well, the a team by the name of the Houston Astros. They're in the state of Texas, of course. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, I'll give you a quick recap. I know a lot of you guys do not follow sports. And, well, here's the deal. The Houston Astros won the 2017 World Series, which is like, you know, the equivalent of winning, like, the Street League Championship, you know, the World Championship, or, like, a, a, an X Games event. Something, I mean, it's, it's big, but it's a team event, right? So, I mean, in a sense, it's, it's a big deal for the sport. Like, the biggest deal. It's <clears throat> one team every year, it wins a World Series. So, they won, and over the past few weeks, they were accused of and admitted to cheating. Okay, now, cheating... And, and basically, here's what they did. They stole signs from the catcher who gives the pitcher options to throw. You know, so it's a strategy if you don't, if you aren't familiar with baseball. But, and I hope uh, this makes sense to the non sports fans. But basically, this is a big deal. And it's just not, it's not that they stole the signs, you know, to greatly benefit their outcome, which is what happened. It's how they did it, which is the worst thing. So maybe even the worst ever. MLB fans know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I watched through the steroid era, era, nothing compared to what happened recently. So it ended many players' careers. Some were depressed. They lost their jobs. They got sent down to the minor leagues. It changed families, so many families' lives. It got so ugly. Still is ugly. Actually, yeah, every day there's something new. And it's going to leave a scar on the already struggling sport. So I wanted to point that out. But I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to dive too deep into the details. But it got me thinking, there really is no cheating in skateboarding. Like, at all. Right? I mean, like, nothing comes to mind in the, like, past contests or, like, even thinking about maybe sketchy riders. Yeah, some people could say, like, drugs, you know, were, were maybe and then a performance enhancer. And now that marijuana is being legalized all over... It's no longer being looked at as that, you know, as a negative thing. It's more of like, especially with CBD, I know that's a totally different thing, but for for, for rehabilitation, stuff like that. So things have changed. But I I couldn't think of any riders right now or even any in the, in the past that, you know, were that cheated. They were flat out, oh, that guy's a cheater. That girl's a cheater. You know, so it just, I, I mean, I... And I don't know how, even if so, say if, you know, depending on what you're thinking of as performance enhancing, for skateboard, it's kind of different, right? You're going to have to go fight or flight. You know, you got to have to, you have no fear. So, I mean, you may say booze is, would be a performance enhancer or something. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to use an example. But I remember way back in the day, I thought it would be cool to buy a six-pack of, it was Zima's at the time, not this, uh, what's this, you guys drinking the White Claw these days? So the White Claw was, you know, the Zima, I mean, the Zima was the White Claw of my day. So, and I thought it would be a funny, you know, smart thing. Yeah, it'd be cool. Let's get a six-pack and go skating. 
Yeah, I was with my buddy Dan at the time. Bad mistake. I hated it. It sucked. It's not. It was not a performance enhancer at all for me. I hated feeling out of control. I wasn't focused. Same things with all these dudes that get that get high before they skate. How do you do it? How do you not fall on your head all the time? Because that would be me if I did. I, I I don't like that. I like to be even. I like to be the right amount of caffeine. Have food in my belly a little bit before, not too full, not too hungry. But that's the only thing I can think of as a possible form of cheating in skateboarding is, you know, some of these mind-altering performance enhancers, quote-unquote, which would make you more willing to try crazy things. And I think that makes sense, right? So, and of course, they handle the pain better, too, if you fall and all that, you know, but you feel it the next day or unless you self-medicate again, the cycle goes on and on and on. You get what I'm saying? But you can tell I'm I'm really really stretching and reaching for an example. I can't think of one. You know, seriously, I cannot think. I mean, I'm thinking of it right now. Even before the, that, uh, you know, I wanted to make this one topic. There has not been one legit form of cheating that has occurred in skateboarding. Let me know if I'm wrong. Can you come up with one? My whole thing is that this is why skateboarding is you know the best damn sport on the planet. <laughs> and actually, you know that, you know, you know that you, you obviously love the sport too, but actually, you know what? Hmm. There is one incident that popped into my head. Remember in thrashing when the daggers, they threw in a bunch of those jacks into the pool, messing up Corey Webster's run. That wasn't cool. I would, yeah, it's in a movie. Not cool though. Daggers, not cool. <laughs> But I guess it really isn't cheating per se. But you know what? They weren't in the contest. Whatever. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm stretching. I'm reaching for something. So maybe you guys can help me out. If, if there's something I'm missing, like, dude, this skater was total cheater. They did this at a contest or whatever. I mean, tell me your thoughts. Will skateboarding ever have a cheating scandal? I don't think so. Nothing like the Houston Astros that were stealing signs with technology and giving the pitch. That's a whole nother level. If you guys are fascinated at all with sports and you don't know about the story, look it up. It is really bad. Really bad. So let me know your thoughts. Like I said, is there is there ever going to be a big skateboarding cheating scandal? Right now I'm going to say, nope, never, not going to happen. Of course, now they said not going to happen. Well, actually, I'm not going to jinx it. Hydrating myself, as I usually do. Okay, so next up, I want to read you this headline. Tell me the first thing that pops in your mind. First thing that comes to mind. Here we go. Skateboarding legend Tony Hawk to give Bitcoin presentation at Bitcoin 2020 conference. Did you think of something? For me, I thought, is there anything that this guy isn't part of at this point? Uh, yeah, let me read it again. Skateboarding legend Tony Hawk to give Bitcoin presentation at Bitcoin 2020 conference. Like, for real, is this guy, like, what doesn't he have his feet or toes or anything dipped in? I'm being dead serious. Now, I think I actually mentioned this on an earlier episode. I can't remember which one. About him, you know, maybe opening up his own hotel chain in the future or hawk airlines 
Other than that, I can't think of anything. He's got everything on lock. So, yeah, Tony Hawk is going to give a presentation on Bitcoin. Whoever thought that they would be they would be hearing those words, I never thought I'd be saying that. I, mean, I guess it makes sense. I'd be down to check it out, though. I mean, I have zero extra dollars to invest in Bitcoin. So, you know, but it'd be such, it would be cool. It'd be cool to hear him talk about Bitcoin. I was like, Tony Hawk, what is going on? But it is going to be in San Francisco next month. So it, if my calendar aligns, I might check it out, depending on the price. You know, I don't want to pay some crazy amount for it. But Tony Hawk, the face of skateboarding, is going to give a presentation on Bitcoin. Yeah, but it's it in the article, and I'll put it in the show notes. It's on Bitcoin News Network, so that's BTC, btcnn.com. Jide Idowo, I-D-O-W-U, was the, the author of this um, article. You know, he states that Tony Hawk has been interested in Bitcoin for over five years now. So if he got in around then, I believe that was a pretty good time. You know, we all, if you're listening to this and you don't have Bitcoin, we all miss that boat. Let me ch- I mean, at the time of this recording, one Bitcoin is valued at $9,724. One. So that's a lot of money. I can't even buy one. I can't even buy a half of one. I, you know, I, I just don't have the extra fundage. You know, And well, the thing is, with Bitcoin, because there are only a limited amount available... Having more buzz, like Tony Hawk talking about it, or interest, is only going to make them increase in value. So I can see why they're working this, you know, and why Tony, obviously, he's an investor as well. So it's only going to benefit him to get the, the word out. So it's all about a supply and demand scenario. But, I mean, I definitely would buy some if I could. I think that whole the Bitcoin, all the, the electronic currency, all that is definitely the future, you know, to get off my soapbox, you know, here in a sec. But... Tony Hawk, you know. Actually, let me say this. I'll rephrase it. I will buy some one day. I just don't have the money now. But the article does state that, you know, the Tony Hawk Foundation which has been receiving Bitcoin donations, you know, which that in turn helps build the many, many skate parks that have been popping up all over the all over the world. So, I mean, it does have its use, you know. So I can see why Tony Hawk is directly involved. His foundation does it. But... This also got me thinking, too. I mean, will, will we ever see someone like Tony Hawk ever again? And I mean, just his range. He's talking about Bitcoin. The dude knows. I mean, he's in and has his hands in so many different businesses. So many different sponsors. He is the face of skateboarding. I don't think so. Once again, I mentioned that we may never see a cheating scandal of skateboarding. Who's going to top Tony Hawk as far as the face of skateboarding or the the respect that he has from just the the, the everyone outside of the industry. Was it gonna be Nija? I mean Rob Deerdeck's not really in the skateboarding game anymore. Yeah he, I think he sold Street League. I don't know if he's a real part of that anymore. So those are two that come to mind. I know people love and hate Mikey Taylor. I can't see him no see there's no one that comes to mind he is the face of skateboarding and will always be. No other skater, no other former skater is going to go on to do what he has done. He's it's so big. And think about this. So and not only that, I mean, Tony is clearly setting up future generations of Hawks to carry on his name, his legacy for so many years. Like, 
generations, decades, centuries, the Hawk name is going to be around because what Tony's been doing his last, what is he, 51 now? His last 51 years on the planet. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. I mean, do you, do you guys own Bitcoin? I mean, maybe there is someone out there that owns some of the Bitcoin. You can fill me in because I'm curious about it. I have no money to invest in it, but what are your thoughts on Tony Hawk being involved in this now too? Someone in skateboarding. I mean, we all know skateboarders, you know, even pro skaters, it's some, you don't have a lot of disposable income. You know, a lot of them are paycheck to paycheck. Like many of us, you know, we have debt, we have all this stuff. We don't have the necessary funds to invest in Bitcoin, but would hearing about it, learning about it, just knowing if you did down the road and it becomes, you know, other platforms become more available. Is that something you'd be interested in? I mean, for me, yeah, I'd love to hear it. You know, I might check it out. Maybe next month I'll be in San Francisco and I'll fill you guys in on an episode. So we'll see. Let me know your thoughts on that one. And finally, I was able to check out a couple of videos that came out this last week. Is it me or there seem to be more and more and more and more and more and more every week? Yeah, I just, I, yeah. Sometimes it's almost like playing a pin the tail on the donkey, just, you know, go blindfold and throw a dart and pick one. But I wanted to chime in on Chris Burkhart's hum video. You guys see this? If not, do it right now. <laughs> it was so damn good. And don't freak out. It's a 16-minute video. It goes by really fast. I've actually watched it twice now. But it was a, it was a nice addition to my, you know, quote-unquote lazy Sunday night. I was just chilling. Today is a holiday. I'm recording on Monday. But it was great. It was a great way to end, you know, the, the weekend. So here are some notes I took along the way. So Pat Franklin, he got things started off and, and did not disappoint. How many boards did that guy break? Like five? And the guy does such crazy and like sick tricks that he totally reminds you of Louis Barletta. Same kind of sense of humor on a board. Same kind of style, right? Same silly tricks that you know no one would even think of trying, but all the while making them look cool, if you know what I mean. If you know Louis Barletta's style and what he does... I think of Louie when I see Pat Franklin. So total Louie vibes I got on that part. But that was good. I actually, like I mentioned, I watched it twice and it's it's been really cool as far as the whole the whole package. But let me let me get back to the, my notes here. Kevin Sheely, <laughs> dude, I mean he avoided getting impaled at three minutes and forty four seconds. That one I was like, whoa. I'm not cool with like jumping over pointy fences. Never did those back in the day, and I, nah, no thanks. I'm good, is, is what I think when I'm, I see other riders. I'm like, hey, you do you. <laughs> but I had to rewind that one. I was like, dang, ah, there's so much that can go wrong with those. So crazy. And, of course, how about Martin? Is it Fimbris? Oh, I should have looked up his name. Fimbris? Fimbris. My bad if I, I got it wrong, which I probably did. But at four minutes and six seconds. Peep that landing right where he landed. That was pretty cool. And I was like, are you kidding me? I had to rewind that one, too. I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss? Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, dude. And, of course, that ollie at four minutes and 30 seconds. That was bonkers. How did you do that? Especially with that back foot. Notice the back foot because I paused it. The back foot hovered like the whole time down. So it was like kind of like a front foot controlled ollie down that huge gap. So crazy. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, 
I was really digging the video the whole time, all the way up to six minutes and 58 seconds when they busted out with Chapter House's Pearl out of nowhere. And that sealed the deal for me. Got my hands up right now. Like, yeah. I was I was just like, I haven't heard that song in such a long, long, long time. I think I still own the CD. I think, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to double check. But I'm pretty sure, needless to say, that's when they officially won me over for this video. It was just it was an overall good song. They could have done pressure flips for the rest of the video now. It would have been all it would have been all worth it for me. But Chapter House. That was a nice find, Chris and team. I don't know who picked that one out. Only a select few of you will remember that song. But if you do, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. But it brought up some good memories for me. So that's what, you know, for me, they won me over on that one. So Ethan Loy had a sick part. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but he almost killed a dude on a bike right around 11 minutes and 56 seconds. <laughs> Did you see that? I mean, talk about... For one, staying fully committed to landing the trick. I was never, and keep in mind, I didn't do big tricks like huge rails like that, but I was never good at having people being even remotely in the area. And other skaters is fine, but pedestrians, I didn't like them being in, remotely in the area I was going to land. It just got in my head. It was almost like a bail gun. Like when you get a camera on you, same thing. I'm like, I would overthink them all. I'm going to hit this person in the shins, and they're not going to be happy about it. And I'm going to fall because I'm going to be trying not to hit them. But he was midair and right in the middle of his flight. I guess even fight or flight mode probably kicked in. He chose flight, of course. Glad no one was harmed during the filming of that trick, though. But that could have been so ugly for that dude on the bike. <laughs> but notice, I did notice, too, it, it looked like it to me. Notice how the biker, he, too, got caught in like a fight or flight mode, too. Because once he realized... There's a skateboarder coming at him, flying high, coming at him, full speed ahead. He kind of snaps those pedals like into hyper mode, too. <laughs> so it was almost, in a sense, a joint effort. The pedestrian helped, you know. Otherwise, Ethan would have just ran right into him. It was so close. I had to check my you know, blood pressure after that one. That was, whoo, yeah. And then finally, of course... Right around 12 minutes and 57 seconds, they kind of flashed. They were giving little hints at this uh, minutes before, but we saw why. <laughs> oh, gosh. Andrew Finet became a member of the Hair Club for Men. Not, And this is not an ad, by the way. That image at 12 minutes and 58 seconds had me shook. <laughs> I was not in a good place after that one. <laughs> oh, that must have hurt so much and you know my crazy brain i was like i can't even imagine what it was like to take a shower after that do you do you put soap on it or do you just get it wet <laughs> i ouch is what i was thinking now that was like um oh gosh was it the adams family's a cousin it gosh i'm trying to think of the yeah it just reminded me like is that cousin it jr <laughs> but Andrew, I hope that healed up okay, man. I mean, I'm assuming it did. That was not fun. That was not fun to watch at all. I did not like that part. That's the only part of the the, the movie or the, the the video that I did not like. Twelve minutes fifty eight seconds. Just stare at that. Oh, <laughs> uh, and also too, I put it in my notes. So, what exactly did you catch right around thirteen minutes and forty six seconds? Was that your hat? I had to ride it a couple times. Well, where did that come from? 
because you you edit there was an edit after that you didn't get to you know so did the wind blow it off and you you caught it i don't know I, that one i, I want answers <laughs> but the ender was awesome i mean it was a great video one that i will be coming back to soon and if you haven't seen it yet give that bad boy a gander asap i want a physical copy though uh, that one I need to add to my collection. So I think the only available copies are at the Lottie Skate Shop. So if any of you guys are near there, let me know. We'll work something out, you know, because I need to have that in my position. Maybe I'll reach out to uh, uh, Chris as well. But it it was a great video. Very Time well spent. 16 minutes. I actually gave it 32 because I watched it twice. And I'm going to watch it again too. So, yeah. Let me know. Would you guys check it out? What would you think? Yeah. Let me know your thoughts. But that's all I've got. This has been a great, what, episode number 51. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Let me know any thoughts. you guys want to hear any topics, etc. I'm always all ears. I always appreciate the support as well. So I, I love each and every one of you listening to this right now in your ears. And we'll see you next week.